Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the this is the podcast that's unleashed, and we are here again on your viewing screen. Listen, yeah, this is what you get. This is a live show, and we are here to just give it to you just the way it is. Yeah, today's um today's show it is going to be it's about you know the people that you actually hang around with. So the crowd, your association, you can call them your clique, you can call them your cronies, your buddies, however you want to call them, people you actually hang around with, how they affect you, how they, you know, we are being programmed every day, so we need to know who's actually programming us. But before, I don't want to go too much into more details, my co-host here from all over the world will be doing us some great, great, great justice to this conversation. And we have, um, just for a quick introduction, we have Matilda. Hello, Matilda. Hello, everyone. Hello, Victor. I'm Matilda. I'm the host of Coffee with Matilda, a journey to self. And um, yeah, and my podcast is about loving yourself, finding yourself, and coming out of adversity stronger than before. To you, Kaula. Thanks, Matilda. Hi, guys. So I'm the host of the podcast, Women With Stories. I share real stories from real women. And tune in. I have a new solo cast coming up next. Go, Simon. Hi, I'm Simon. My podcast is Taxi Chronicles. Um, I interview people when I'm in the taxi and I've over 500 episodes and it's all going well. Um, over to you, Carla. Hi, I'm Carla, and I'm the host of the Wonder and Wellbeing podcast, which is all about looking at how we can improve the well-being of teachers and parents. Back to you, Victor. Yeah, thank you very much, Carla. And uh, we have a member of our of our crew, one of our co-hosts, Nelson Zambrano. He is um, the host of Investing in, Investing in America, where you can find his podcast on spotify and his youtube channel is coming soon that's what he will say yeah and i'm victor i'm the host of the entrepreneurs podcast is there anything you want to say simon good <laughs> and i'm the host of the diaspora entrepreneurs podcast you can find us on spotify you can find us on youtube you can find us on your favorite platforms yeah so how's everyone doing today How have you been, Carla? I'm doing good. I'm hiking a lot these days, so I feel like superwoman <laughs> because I'm, I'm taking on nature and climbing up all the hills and going up going up in the hills with um, no supplies. When you're up there, you know, it's just you and God, you know. <laughs> so you just when you make it back alive, you feel you feel strong. So I, I'm good. I'm fighting fit right now. Hiking. That must be that that, that must be um Hala's. Are you are you try are you guys going for any competition soon, Anna? <laughs> no, but I need to do one soon because when you hike you you get more spiritual and you really change your energy and that's really really good. But it's not the topic for today, well. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not a topic for today. Uh Matilda, have you hiked before? Or you are the you know Well, I used to live in LA and I'm I am in LA at the moment. They say when you're in LA, you hike. Mm, I've done a couple of times in my life. 
I thought LA is the city of cars, Matilda. We drive everywhere. And has lots of nice hiking areas. Actually, LA has that, which is nice. But um, I'm not a big fan of any out of those sort of activities. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I will say I've done a lot of hiking around the world and I love it. Um, it's great when you get out there with nature. I used to do it with my gym when I lived in Kenya. So you'll see in the savannas of Africa and the Indian Ocean. It's a very nice and um, brings you back to nature and it frees, frees your mind. Yeah. Yeah, given your background, we know you've been hiking all over the world. No worries. <laughs> yeah, see, today is today it's very, very, it's very, very, it's not something we usually talk about or something we pay attention to, but it is vital to anyone's growth, be it, uh, be it financial, be it spiritual, be it emotional relationship. It is very vital. The people we tend to hang out with, they kind of um, they kind of influence us. So I will start the show from um, from Simon. Simon, what do you think about the term "check your surroundings"? Have you been warned about checking your surroundings? Well, to be honest, checking my surroundings in my uh, mindset first brings to the military, where you need to look for hostile, <laughs> yeah, hostile um, <laughs> environment that you're in because you people could be trying to kill you. Um, um, you're looking for IEDs and things like that. That's what it brings to mind. But I believe you're, what you're speaking about in this occasion is um, the peop the company you keep. Um, I've never really worried about the company I keep because I don't keep a lot of company. I, I, I have more family than friends. And with your family, you, you know, you can pick your friends, you can't pick your family. So, you know, there's certain families going to, uh, let's say they're going to be challenging um other family there you know but if you have a large family and my family's not as large as yours but we're probably about a quarter of your size victor being 51 or 51 um <laughs> but yeah when it does come to friends i think it's just a case of or associates in general you just keep company with people who you have things in common with and as long as your personal goals are what you want them to be you shouldn't really have a problem in life you know you, you, you're heading for, and keeping in mind you're your ultimate goal may not change, but many other things along the wayside will change. And yeah, I, I, I trust that answers your question, Victor. Yeah, you did. You did answer my question. You went here and there, but you did. You did it justice, <laughs> and you and and you made me want to see. There's a big there's a big difference between actually looking out for IEDs because they can kill you now, or they can cause major damage now. But it's the it's the subtle ones, the ones that seep in every day that we we don't know the IDs that are in disguise. You know, it, it, just to throw in there, when I was doing business in Kenya, there's many people who want to be your friend or want to be around you because they see you as a person who's come to their region with money, and that's where you start to have to be selective, and it's quite. Um, it's an interesting experience because you've got your eye and your goal, which is to set up your business. But you've got people around you saying, yeah, I could do this, I could do that, blah, blah, blah. And, and you've got to not lose focus, but also take into consideration some of these voices may be quite genuine, but it's how they're going to help you, um, not if necessarily if they can. It's more important how 
because it reflects on you as a person, and especially if you're trying to establish yourself as a business. Back to you, Victor. All right, good, 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 good. I like that. Um, <clears throat> Hala, I just want to like, there's something that Simon said that really like pushed me because now he said, oh, obviously my family is not as big as yours. Even in my family of 51, we still have those that our mom will say, you know, be careful of that one. Be careful of that one. <laughs> he lies a lot. He doesn't tell. He does. He says, so there's some within the family that says, okay, have you been? Have you been in the background before? <laughs> have you been in that kind of um, in that kind of company before that you've been warned against? Yeah, I I think it's it was from my intuition. I felt that there was something negative or energy bad energy from from member of the families that they don't want you to do better or also the system of comparison in the family like well you see her she succeeded and you're not so that's create a negative environment in the in the crowd you're in in the family you're in and uh, once you realize it more once you you know that there is um something negative in this in this family you need to to get away a little bit from that negativity and try to focus on yourself more and find people that really going to lift you up. I have had several uh, <laughs> uh, members of the family that they see me as a threat because I was like really hard worker and trying to do my mm -hmm. best to to be on top. So, um, and I think the best way to do it is just to not be in that environment. Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh, Matilda, he, he see it was definitely coming to you because she spoke about something. I know you are kind of the only child, so <laughs> we can't we can't compare to anything. Yeah, uh, but I need to be toxic environment. Uh, with members people. of the family that. Yeah, I think um, actually, uh, it's very interesting not having, a, and I'm saying it in a little bit of a negative way, I think once you have brothers, sisters, like you, Victor, you have a lot of brothers, sisters, or some of you here have a lot of brothers, sisters, in a way it's good because there's a competition, you're always on your toes. When you're an only child, whatever you do, it's amazing. I mean, you're the sun, you're the moon, they don't have another child to compare, so they think you're the talented human being or you're the most, I don't know, what you are in the house. So you don't have any, you yourself are very relaxed in the house, which can be very good in certain areas, but at the same time, you are you don't have that competition uh, inside you and you're more relaxed. Maybe you won't achieve things in life uh, because you wouldn't, uh, you weren't in that uncomfortable zone. You know, lots of people achieve a lot because they have, they want to be better than their peers. They want to be better than their brothers, sisters. So um, being an only child can be positive in certain ways and can be negative in certain ways, you know. So if you guys had this competition, you should be a little bit grateful because uh, it, for, it was a fuel for you to go forward and do better and better uh, than like looking at it in a negative point of view, you know? Yeah, that's very that's very revealing. I never thought about it that way. It is, yeah. So, Hala, you should be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the on the situation you're in. 
It's very different okay. from family to other. Okay. Carla, have you been in this situation before or you've seen it in your in your let me say in your classroom when you've been when, as an educator? Have you been in this situation yourself? Yeah, um, I definitely relate to what Howler said about sometimes you can be sometimes you can be like a scapegoat in, in a family where um if there's a lot of people who are going in a different direction and you're the one that's doing something, if you're the one that's going to university or you're the, you know, you're the goody two shoes type of character, that can be quite difficult because people get compared to you. And I really feel sorry for people quite often who are compared to the goody two shoes because there's no such thing. You know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And it's what's really important is that you value each person as an individual. But sometimes when people don't know how to do that or they have a closed mind about what they see as good and what they see as bad or what they see as valuable, they can put a certain person as the ideal and then they compare everyone else to that. But also the downside of that is quite often that person who's put on a pedestal or, put, you know, they're put on a pedestal as the ideal. When they make a mistake, it's a big thing as well, because it's not just considered that they made a mistake or that they're struggling with something. They've let down the whole family or let down the whole team because now everybody was supposed to be following them and they've made a mistake. So now everybody's going to make a mistake. Um, so that is it's a big burden to be put in that position where you're the ideal that everyone else is supposed to be following and I've seen it with my students as well I've seen students that carry the burden for the family maybe they're the only one that's destined to go to college or you know they're the good one or the one that's good at sports or the one that can read well or something in a family and they face a lot of pressure um, to be the role model or to be the person that carries the torch for the family and it's quite it's quite challenging for them but then also for their siblings who are kind of pushed in the background um, because they don't meet the ideals of the parents or the society as well sometimes it's not the parents it's the wider society that's got this expectation on them and that can be a challenge yeah so I have experienced that but I've also seen it a lot with my students over the years. All right good yeah um a comment a question for the audience and uh, we really like your comment and um and interaction on this one so the the, the audience question for today is our topic how uh, how changing your crowd can actually change your life so that is the comment uh, the question to the audience for your interaction and you don't and feel free to jump in and ask a question or just give us your feedback regards the conversation that we are having right now. So we've spoke about how we spoke about the term checking your surroundings, and we've discussed about bad energy, toxic environment, competition, comparison, and how it actually um, had a very good perspective from um, from a from an only side to a family whereby we have multiple multiple family but this brings me to a question uh, okay it's not here so apart from who's supposed to take questions not here so um carla apart from podcasters unleash we as your you know as your co-host apart from us which other circle do you have and why Sorry, was that me or how? <laughs> okay, no, 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 it's you, Carla. 
Okay, sometimes I, I don't yes. hear the name properly. Um, what other circles do I belong and why? Okay, all right. So um, obviously I have my family, which is very important to me. Um, and why? Because I just do. <laughs> because that's the family I was born into and those are the children that I was gifted with. So um, I take that kind of circle very seriously. That's probably the most important circle that I have in my life for different reasons. Um, I also have teacher networks and communities that I belong to, um, you know, whether that's colleagues that I used to work with that I still stay in touch with. Some of those are friends, some of them are just like uh, online networks and things that I belong to. I also have um, a network of coaches and teachers that work to around the whole wellbeing space and improving education outcomes. I have that network. I always have some kind of faith-based network as well in my life um, of people that I meet with just to do with faith and belief and things like that. That's also important to me. What else do I have? Um, I think different groups, maybe online groups as well that you that I maybe interact with, I would say. I interact with them for self-development and things like that. The London Real community is also one of my networks, so I kind of connect with them a lot. Um, yeah, it mostly revolves around my work, either my past work or the work that I'm doing now or the work that I want to do in the future or where I feel like I'm going. So those are the networks and groups that I belong to at the moment um, because it helps me to kind of stay focused on what I do. That's the why. helps me to remember who I am, what I'm here for, and where I'm going, I guess. Hmm. That's that's very very powerful. Yeah, um, Hala, can we get yes the comments? Yes, we have a comment, and Sarata Yasmin Kava, she's back with us, and she says hello. What do you think about your circle holding you back from doing certain things? Saying you have changed when you are trying to do something different from what they know or are used to. Very I can answer. I'd love to answer that, Victor. Go for it, go for it, Simon. Uh, Sarata, I would say this. First of all, your circle cannot hold you back. You're your own individual person. So ignore what anybody else is trying to tell you, even if it's your parents. Unless it's something that they're telling you for your well-being, as in be careful, danger, or they're talking from their own experience when they tried it. But generally, people can't hold you back. Do what pleases you in life. And your friends, they say there's friends or you have friends for one of three reasons, for a lifetime, a season or a reason. Those are people who generally come in your life. And that can include family because family, just because they're family, they don't have to be around you all the time. So I would say do what you're doing, do what makes you happy and push on. And if anybody doesn't like it, you don't have to talk to them. They don't have to talk to you. Yeah. You, you know, because you'll move on to another stage. And when you move on to that next stage in life, you'll find friends and people of your like mind in what you're interested in. It's just like if I want to do skydiving and all my friends are scared of heights, then when I start skydiving, all my new friends who do skydiving are going to love heights or, not, you know, happy to jump out the plane. And <laughs> I can't stress it anymore. <laughs> but back to you, Victor. Simon, very interesting. Sorry to cut the very interesting point what you said about skydiving because last year I have done paragliding and I was like trying to 
get my friends on with me. No one wants to go. So I was like, okay, I will go alone now and I will do it. You know, I just did it by myself alone in uh, in in France and it was really, really interesting. Thanks, well Simon, really, yeah. Yeah, Simon, that is very, that is very, I think because of your background, you just like have that, just go and do it. There are billions of people around the world who is feeling the same way that Sereta is feeling, knowing that the people, the environment does not actually support, support their dreams or support their aspiration. It is good for you, Hala, that you wanted to do something and you didn't find anyone to do it, and you just like you had that mental awareness, that toughness to just go and do it. Some people need to be actually pulled out. What do you say about this, uh, Matilda? Well, um, actually, I'm coming from a very strong background. The culture of you have to be certain way, you have to do certain things, and I never done what the culture or the society or even, for God's sake, my parents are asking me to do. They wanted to me to act certain way, behave certain way, live certain way, or even location-wise. I think the moment that you realize this is your life, this is it, and you're conducting it, it's beautiful to listen to your parents. I love to listen to my parents, what they have to say, and judge it by my own to say, okay, does this... Uh, relevant to my lifestyle or what I want to experience in life or for my age, you know, certain certain things I need to experience. I know it's false, but I'm going to gain experience with it. I'm going to learn so much, even if I fail, I'm going to learn so much that this failing experience will give me lots of positive and successful stories later on in my life. So I think you need to just own your life. This is your life. Who is this friend or your family or your sister or brother to take you down. No, honey, you go. You go wherever you think it's right for you. Oh, come on. That is some girl power <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go, you go do what you think. Do you think, do you think just going is... I don't know what to say about that. Carla, help me out. <sighs> I agree with her. I agree with her. It's it's very important that you have that kind of spirit. And if you belong in the right groups, then you don't need to break away and do things by yourself. If you are in the right community, if you know you're in the right place, if you know that you're supporting them and they're supporting you, then you go together. But if they're dragging you down, if you're trying to achieve something that's to better yourself, to better your children, your family, your community, humanity, and people around you are dragging you down, then yeah, like Matilda says, you go and you don't look back. So I agree with her 100%. You know, everybody has this thing inside of themselves that knows what they're supposed to be doing and where they're supposed to be at any moment. And when you know you're in the wrong place, there's nothing worse. And people are trying to keep you there that's well that's probably worse so i agree with matilda 100 do your thing and keep it moving all right cool. victor i want to add yeah. something what carla i think well obviously i agree with carla but you know i've seen a lot of people in their middle age they are depressed and you when you listen why they are depressed is because they lived a life that the society was dictating the culture in lot of in my culture i see it 
Lots of women or men in their mid-50s, they are not happy from the marriage, the choices that the education, where they're living, how they behaved in life. Not because they didn't know better, because they didn't have the guts and courage to stand up for themselves. And they just let society and other people around to push you and take you to a direction that it wasn't aligned for their soul. It wasn't aligned for their spirit. So first of all, you have to know who you are and just stick to it. If you're not loyal to yourself, who are you loyal to? I'm sorry. But keeping in mind um, with what Matilda is saying, there's many cultures and many people around the world who don't have the privileges of traveling like um, some people have. So if you've been in America, you've been France, you've been all these different places, um, and other people, they've just been in that little village, that little community, it's very hard for someone else to look at that person and say, well, you should be like me. But their limitations is that bubble. Um, so what I would stress is, you know, do what makes you happy, um, but you also, if that is your circle, uh, or especially if it's your family, because your families are things you're going to, if something goes wrong, you're going to fall back on them. Um, so you've got to keep them in mind that you don't want to burn bridges in that respect. Yeah, um, speak, just picking up from, picking something from what you just mentioned, Simon. There are people in some small villages where a couple of years ago, I was doing this contract in somewhere in Yorkshire, it was a community hospital in Yorkshire, so one of the, one of the, um, I think it was a shamba mate there. She's like um, about 28, 29. She's planning, she had a two-year plan to visit London. She has never been to London. She has never been to even Bradford or Leeds, Manchester. She has just been in that village there. So everything she knows, everything, I was probably the first black guy she has like interacted to one-on-one -on -one. you get so she has never so there are people like that all over the world who have been in that small bubble who don't know who don't but how do you build this courage Carla um, not Carla Hala how do you build this courage this guts to just go I think you, you need to experience it uh, it it takes um, a lot of people, they have this kind of fear. What stops them, it's really fear and uh, fear of changing. And even with fear, you need to work with that fear. Even if you have this anxiety and fear to change, you need to really um, try to, to work with that fear and change your circumstances and change the environment. For example, uh, if I want to to change the environment I'm in, or if I want to change my crowd, I go and uh, go to social events and try just to socialize with people and talk with them um, and try to see people that they are like-minded like me and they want free to, to go forward with it. So I think even with fear, you need to understand how to work with your emotions. I think it's a lot about emotions and fear more, most of the time. Mm. That's interesting. I, Go ahead, Matilda. 
I'm, uh, my suggestion is, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I don't have a child, so I don't know. I cannot say from a parent's perspective, uh, but I'm, I feel like one of the, one of the things that gives people the courage is to have the opportunity or to have the openness to be friends with different types of people, different colors, different sexual preferences, different backgrounds, different walks of life, because they can inspire you. When you're with your own circle, with the same people that you went to school, with the same people that you, it's in your society, you're not seeing other people's how they are. In New York, I met this woman from Palestine that changed my actually being. And I met her in a, um, in a uh, bookshop and she changed my mind so much. And I think she changed the core of my life to a point that, um, I don't know, I stayed in New York because of her. And how she explained her, her um, problems to come to New York and her struggle in New York and how he, how she overcame all of that made me realize why am I thinking I should go back to my people when there are people like this that can inspire me to do great things, to achieve more than I think I can. So yeah, open the door and become friends with different people. Humans can inspire you, can take you to places. If not location-wise, emotionally. Yeah, Samuel, you had something to say. Yeah, just to jump in, um, Les Brown, the motivational speaker, he tells a brief story. He said, there's a dog and it's sitting on the porch and it's howling. It's howling. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> That's my best howl. And um, so he comes up to the, the man comes up to the owner of the dog and says, Why is, what's wrong with the dog? And the dog says, he's sitting on a nail. And he says, well, why doesn't he get up? He said, it hasn't hurt him enough yet. And I think that goes for a lot of people in change. You change when you, you know, they say we learn through pain and suffering or just being uncomfortable. And if you're not that uncomfortable, you won't change. You know, if you haven't tried something that's a lot better in life, as in when you've traveled like Matilda speaking, and then you realize actually what I've got isn't, isn't what I want, isn't all what I want. I, I appreciate that, but I could be, I want to be up there. I want to be over doing what they're doing. And then that's where the change comes in. So, you know, we learn through pain and suffering. And if you're that dog, get off the nail. <laughs> yeah, um, it brings me to that same, that type of analogy, the circus elephant, you know? The circus elephant, thinking that something is holding them down. But, it, um, Hala, this question is for you. Does your current, your current, um, does your current crowd, apart from us, PU, I know we empower you, I know we like push you, make you go, 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 go. But does your current one outside of, uh, of us, outside PU, do they empower you? Do you want me to answer honestly? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I don't think so, but I, I, I always try to go out and go to social events because if I don't do that, I will stay with the people in my area and I won't, uh, uh, I won't change my circle. And I can say that my circle outside you guys does not really empower me, but I'm a person who is spiritual and I, I believe in God and believe in myself. So I have this mental ability to 
be for most of the time uh, creative and strong to try to to change this idea and try to to change and see people other people around me rather than work or other areas so yes i think that uh, the community is very important because in some countries that the, the idea of community does not exist for example in i will speak in france the idea of community does not really exist like in america for example and the idea of having a community online community or a podcast community really helps a lot okay that's good you mentioned something just now which is really profound carla why do you think people actually maintain or they know this is not really empowering, but they just maintain. Why? Why? What is the fear? Is the loyalty? What? Why? I, I think it can be any a number of different things. Um, I think fear is is a big one. I think sometimes people um, fear being alone, um, and that's a big factor. Sometimes people are afraid to break away from their social circle or any kind of network that they belong to that's not um, constructive or helping them or empowering them because they're afraid that they won't find another one. And so they stick with that circle, even though it's not working for them. I think also sometimes people may be in the right place in terms of community, but they're not in the right place in this inside of themselves. Sometimes you don't need to go anywhere new. You need to change what's going on inside of you. Sometimes people are not being grateful for the for what they have, the community, the family, the network, the job or whatever. So they are thinking rather than looking at themselves and saying, well, is there something in me that needs to be transformed for me to be able to interact with this group and get more out of it? They change the group and you can do that throughout your life. You can keep jumping around and never fit in anywhere, never feel empowered, never feel that you belong um, if you don't change what needs to be changed within yourself. But also other reasons is may, they may be loyalty. Um, people may be um, misguided in their loyalty. Um, if they are loyal to somewhere and they are contributing, but no one else is giving back to them um, and they stick there, you know, for too long, that can be disempowering. Um, and also sometimes people feel that they don't have options or when they look around them, they see, like Simon was saying earlier, maybe you're from a small village or you're from a, a certain community that has indoctrinated you with a certain mindset that this is where you need to stay all the time and you've never seen anything else you've never heard of anything else or never looked um so you stay there because you think that's all there is so i think it depends on the person there can be a number of reasons why people stay victim in internal and external reasons okay yeah, uh, Matilda. I know you say. I know you say you are a very loyal girl. Do you stay loyal to to this kind of environment where it's not really empowering? Um, I don't see that as situation or people won't empower you. I think you will learn lot of things from everyone. Uh, I have the my mentality is everyone's teaching you something learn from it even the neighbor there or the homeless guy or even your drug friend is teaching you something um and i've learned a lot of my things from actually my bad circle quote unquote um because they teach you what not to do in life 
how not to do or why they are in this situation. And then you realize, oh my God, this person that does a lot of drugs, they don't feel connected to other people. That's how maybe they're doing it. Or they don't have a strong boundaries with their family or with, uh, with themselves or they don't love themselves, they don't respect themselves. And then you realize, wow, respecting yourself is very important. Otherwise, this is one of the outcomes that can come. So I think if you look at whoever that comes to your life, to they bring a gift and it's up to you how to open that gift. And it's up to you how you can learn from that. Every human being has a potential to teach you a lot of things from your mother, from your grandma, to the neighbor, to the homeless guy, to the guy that shoots heroin there, or to your uh, lazy, stupid friends that they don't want to do anything. They just want to hang out and have fun. Why not? You need to have fun one day. And then you need to go in the library and try your best to get your A's and get ahead in your career. And, you know, so all of it, it's beautiful. All of it, it's nice. So enjoy everyone, use everyone, enjoy everyone. Use everyone, not in a bad way, but use everyone for the gift that they're giving to you. So. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so this is for the audience. Um, as you're watching us, have you, have you been in this type of situation? Do you maintain when your environment is not really, really empowering? Do you just maintain or... How does your set, how does your current circle empower you? Let us know one of the few things that your current circle uses to empower you. Yeah. So um moving forward. Yeah. So Simon, I know you from you know you from the from from the military from the military background and regards regards maintaining. Do you maintain when there's a bad when there's a bad when there's someone slacking in the group? Do you maintain? When you say maintain, are you referring to carrying them? Yes. Or are you, Do you referring carry to... them? Do you carry them? Do you try to push people in your circle? <laughs> I think you can have a word with somebody, but you have to really look at is what's their motivation. My first thing is, like, you'll say to somebody, do you realise, you know, you're dropping off your standards or whatever, or is there something going on? That you want to talk about if they say no everything's all right you just say you know well it's not really with us is it because you're not doing what you're meant to do um and then you kind of see their response from there if they then start to devalue actually i was telling a porky um my mum's sick and blah 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 and i said well okay and then we can try and work around that but some people they just lose interest in stuff if they've just lost interest in things, then um, what are you going to do? You, you can't force somebody's interest. Their why, what they're trying to achieve or why they were there has either changed or it wasn't really committed. They weren't really serious about it in the first place. It was just like a, a fun thing to do to pass the time, but now their personal circumstances have changed. So it's the age old saying, you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. So you can always give words of encouragement, but if people don't want to do what they don't want to do, then think. And also, I'm not going to waste my energy. I've got a certain amount of energy. I've got a certain amount of kids, a certain amount of family and loved ones. <laughs> and that doesn't involve being, especially with adults, children are different. Children are very different. But adults, no, I haven't, I haven't got time to be like 
Come on, come on. No, you can do this regardless. No, if you don't want to do it, just take us. You can maybe come back later. Yeah? But keep in mind, if you want to come back later, and I've gone on down the road, I'm not waiting for you to catch up. You better put on your sprinting trainers. Yeah? <laughs> Jump in a taxi, whatever you need to do, and catch up. Yeah? So I ain't stopping. Yeah? But that's my <laughs> question about um, do I empower people? But then I, I think the biggest empowerment is this, by your actions. If you do what you're meant to be doing, and you let people know what you're doing. I don't talk and bragging like, like um, the Pharisees in the Bible. Oh, look at me. I'm giving so much money to the temple. No, if you just show people like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm trying to do this, blah, blah, blah. But you're doing it in a humble way. Then people either get annoyed and don't want to know you. Yeah. Or they think, you know what? I need to be like this. I'm going to take a leaf out of that person's book. It's going to go one of two ways. Or they're going to ask you for help in what they're trying to do. How do you do this? And if they're serious, you can tell them. And then, you know, they develop it themselves. But you also get those people who will ask you, but really they want you to do the work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, back to you, Victor. Yeah, we're still expecting mm -hmm. comments or the audience to answer our question. Does your current circle empower you? Or just tell us the ways that your current circle is using to empower you. Give us one or two, um, two words. Yeah. How do we find? Now I'm tired of this current circle. Now I'm just, you know what? I'm really, really pissed off. They're not empowering me. They're, I think they're holding me down. I think, no, 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 no. I need to move forward. How do we find a new circle, Carla? How do we find a new circle? Um, I think we touched on quite a few things actually in some of the things that we brought up there are a number of ways and I think one way is that you have to always be being you and the you today can't be the same you as it was yesterday if you today is the same as it was yesterday and the day before and last week and last month and last year and last century then that means you're not growing and that's why you've still got the same old circle because you're not growing because the truth of life is, we touched on this earlier, when you grow, you people drop off. People no longer resonate with you. They don't like what you're talking about anymore. They're not interested. And so they go away and they leave a void. And when they leave a void, then it leaves a space for new people to come in. So that happens organically. The more you grow, the more your audience changes. Sometimes if you do a massive transformation, you will find yourself with nobody because nobody wants to know you anymore because you've changed your ideas, you've changed how you dress, you've gone somewhere new, so now you're alone. And then you change your circle very drastically. But sometimes it happens slowly over time as well, one person at a time that can't stand this conversation that you keep going on like us with podcasts and whatever. <laughs> you know, Sometimes people move slowly away from you because you're changing gradually and then as they go, you can replace them with new people. So you can do it gradually or you can do it drastically, but really it's all about being true to yourself. The more true to yourself you are, the more the people around you will reflect where you're really at. So that's why I said you have to also look at yourself. If you look at yourself and you think you're one way, but then you look at the people around you and they're reflecting something completely different, then there's obviously something going on. And you need to be honest with yourself, I guess, if you want to change your circle to say, well, am I really what I think I am? Um, if so, why are these people around me not a reflection of that? That means that there's some kind of 
mistake or some kind of lie that you're telling yourself, I'll stretch out and say that, that you're telling yourself lies about who you really are because the people around you do reflect who you are. Um, two thoughts come to mind. There's, I don't know who it is who says that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. That keeps coming to mind. And also when my dad, when I was growing up, my dad used to say, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Your friends or your circle are much more reflective of who you truly are than you will care to admit sometimes. So um, yeah, that's what I'd say. It can happen organically um, and slowly over time or drastically. It depends how much you're willing to change. I think you have to be doing what you are supposed to be doing. So if you're an artist, you need to be making art and you need to be going to art events. You need to be mixing with artists. You need to be talking about art. If you're a musician, the same. If you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're, whatever it is that's at the core of your life and passion and your passion and what matters to you, you need to be mixing with people who are doing that. If you're a podcaster, if you're a business person, that's where you need to be spending your time. And that's how you'll get a new circle because you'll strike up conversation. Like Matilda said, you'll find people that inspire you you'll agree to meet up with them. And then gradually over time, you will spend more and more time with them until they become part of your circle, like we did. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we did, yeah. that's what we did. We just kept meeting up, didn't we? Um, and that's it. And yeah, so I think that's what it is. You've got to be true to yourself. Um, that, that, just to jump in there, that quote that um, you're referring to, Carla is actually Einstein when he says true madness is doing the same thing and again and again and expecting change. If it doesn't work the first time, the second time, then start doing something else. Um, <laughs> in other words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, um, we have a comment from oh, our yeah, okay. top fan here is back, Sasha Serge Bakarian. He said, you are rich by your experience and your entourage. When you stop to learn or do things, you die. If you don't have any interactions or you do nothing, you are just a spectator of the life you don't have. You don't have life. Okay. You don't have life. Okay. You, yeah. you don't have life. You, you don't have lived. Yeah, yeah which, is very, which is very true. We are not spectators in life. We are podcasters and we talk about stuff that we are actually passionate about so we are not we've we've done some of us we've done massive transformations some slow transformation hala which one which one are you massive transformation or slow transformation um i i don't uh <laughs> i don't think that is something such as a massive transformation it's the slow transformation is the like the the small steps that you take to transform your environment and to transform your life. You need to take this uh, small steps in your daily life, you know, talk to someone in the gym, uh, try to create a group of, of, uh, of people to hang out or do hiking or do painting and uh, try to get together with a group. So I think it's, you can't have a massive transformation right away from your crowd and from yourself. You need always to reflect on yourself and also try to to do creative things. Yeah, but I think I think I think Carla did it. You did all from my perspective, from my point of view. I think you did it when you just you got a job in Qatar and just moved, took your bag, took your kids, and you just moved. Some of us did it. Even in a small way, we did massive shift. 
turned off, changed my number because I don't want some certain um, people that know me, know me, want to like, because each conversation that comes in was, oh, you know when we, you know when. So, bam, number's gone. So, it's out of the window. So, yeah, we've done something like that. Have you done something like that, Simon? Massive no, transformation. I, um, no, not really, because I, you could say from my traveling around the world and doing stuff, you've got to really work to keep up with me. And then that's not sounding like arrogant, but I've done extreme stuff, which doesn't involve having people hanging around. Unless you're coming with me on that mission or on this thing, then, you know, I might see you when I get back. But I did have a friend from school and every year for so many years, he used to change his mobile number. And his philosophy was, is that everybody who contacts, who really in his life, will will find a way to contact him. Do you understand? So whether it's through social media or whatever, and they get his new number. But every, everything else is like the seeds in the Bible. They just fall on the wayside. They dry up and get smashed by the car as it goes along. And at times I thought well, that's a bit... Um, it's a bit, I don't know, full of yourself or such and such. But as I'm older now with more life experience, I understand where he's coming from. Another way of handling that I would have done, and it's just, just don't call people who just, if they're not, if you're not interested in them, don't call them. Do you understand? And if, if they try and have a chit chat, you can even be very upfront and say, listen, mate, I think we're on different paths now. Um, I wish you well in life. Or you just end it, just, be brief and end the conversation, but polite. No, you don't smile, but listen, why waste people's time? I'd rather is someone said to is, me... That is, that, is that our term as being rude? Or how you? No, it's not rude. It's being honest. Why would you want someone to say, oh, yeah, really? Oh, so what happened? And, they're, and in the same breath, they're thinking, I wish this person would go away. I wouldn't want someone to think that. If, if Because also, if someone's honest with me, then I can have a reflection on myself. I could say, actually, if I'm boring this person, but I, I admire this person, then maybe I am doing something wrong. Maybe I need to pull my finger out in life. Do you understand? Ooh. It's just honesty. It's honesty. If you've got to be transparent when it comes to those things, you don't have to Matilda, do it can you, Matilda, can you do that? Cut the people change phone number? No. No, no, not, not people changing phone number. Just uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not really feeling you right now. So um, I think we are not on the same, or we're going the same direction. You know what? Cut. Um, I'll give you. The no, but I don't need to. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to have this conversation even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's an awkward to. conversation for some people. Yeah. So. No, it, it, you know what? I don't see it as an awkward conversation. I'm like this. With my male friends, yeah, I, I treat male friends different from female friends. If you don't look after your kids, you can't talk to me. My first, first thing of any conversation is, how's your kids or how's your wife if you're married? If I'm not getting no response, if you're telling me I haven't seen my kids in months or blah, 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 I don't know, it's not going to work because that's one of my core values one of my personal standard and i will tell you straight listen mate we're we're not in the we're not on the same page on that kind of thing 
Do you understand? There's nothing, no, but there's nothing wrong in that. Why? Because as a friend, you've got to check your friend. You've got to check yeah, your friend. Yeah, but some people, see, Simon, people have different ways. Like Matilda has a different subtle way to like, Matilda, do you, how do you do that? Um, I just talk about mine, what I'm interested in, and I get their bored. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Matilda's saying the other thing, what I said. I'm not saying Matilda's wrong, and I'm not saying there's different ways to handle things. But what I am saying is, when you're talking, if you're going to, you don't want to waste people's time. And you, and if you care about a friend or somebody, you've got to be honest with them. Do you understand? If I see you doing something as a podcaster, and I see, listen, that's going to be a problem. Not even for me, but for your audience. I must be able to sit down and say, Victor, you've got to sort yourself out when it comes to this. In my opinion, in my opinion, because it could be wrong, but in my opinion, for why I stay and I can explain to you and I leave it, and you do what you want to do. Okay, okay, that's go great. Go see, um, see, now we found we found because this is one of the best times in the history of human beings to actually change. You can change, you can transform, you can go slow, you can go massive right now. Because we have social media right now. Whatever interest you have, just type it on Google or type it on on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is. Type your interest. Use the keyword, type your interest, and you'll find millions of people doing the same thing. So, which brings me to our last question of the evening to Matilda. Ah. Uh. Did you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. So, so which brings me to the question, Matilda. How do you become an asset that people want to like hang out with? How do you become an asset to your team, to your clique, to your circle, to your association? How do you become? I think by being you, by being really you, by understanding who you are, to understand what is your soul what is your purpose what is your goal in life what is to understand actually yeah to understand who you are to go inside yourself and figure out because sometimes we think what we know about us but that's not the reality um but when you really know who you are when you really know what you want you're not wasting other people's life you are just radiating the energy that you have what you're supposed to do so i think i mean it's something that i'm working on to become who i am who i'm really am not what society is dictating what because my gender is dictating what because my parents are dictating what my partner is dictating or i don't know my grandma is dictating or what i don't know the country wants from you just be who you are who your soul is. And when you become true and authentic self, other people will um, will uh, benefit from that because there is no one like me. There is no one like Simon. There is no one like Kaula. Why we're trying to be someone else? It's a fake, uh, something fake. And we pro provide a fake product to other people to become an asset for them. No. Just become a real product of who you are. And these people, the right people will come around you. The right people will be inspired by you. And you will inspire a lot of, you know, you will be inspired by them as well. 
Yeah, I so totally get, I totally get that. Yeah. Go ahead, Simon, to, because I know what you... To, I, add, I, to add to what Matilda's saying, though, and I'm not disagreeing with Matilda, people shape you. You learn from people. Sidney Potier said, when you when you walk down the road of life, you walk with two people, with one another person. Either you start to walk in time with them or they start to walk in time with you. And what that's an analogy of is actually saying, you know, who's leading and how are you learning in life? Because you can't be with in a certain circle and not pick up habits and traits. But the trick is to pick up habits and traits that enhance who you are and, and better make you as a better person. Because I believe most people on the planet, especially for my interviews, all want to be good people in life. They all want to help others. They, I get maybe one in every 200 who say, I just want all the money in the world. I don't care about anyone else. Um, you do get people who say that when I ask them, what's the impact they would have in the world? But yeah, not, not deviating. I'm just saying that we all learn from other people. So in, in agreement with Matilda, but you still do need to learn, take in consideration what other people and take qualities from them. It's like when you're being mentored. The whole point of a mentor is he's teaching you the best qualities that he has to give us in that respect. Okay. Yes, Simon, I, I, and I believe what you're saying is very correct. I believe that too. Like you have to listen to your parents. They have experience and they want the best for you. Um, and then, but you have to at the end analyze, is this really good for me? It's whatever Simon is saying. Okay. He's a very good friend of mine, but it's interesting, his point of view, it's interesting, but is it aligned with who I am to my soul? If staying in LA, for example, and not going to, I don't know, Uganda, because my parents want me to stay in LA, is it good for me? Or you know what? I, my soul will die if I stay here and I don't go to Uganda. So you know what? I pack my bag and I'll be true to who I am and I will go to Uganda because you know what? Maybe I can do a lot of good things there. You have to listen to yourself. At the end of the day, it's you that you lead the life, not other people. But inspire, get inspiration from other people, learn from other people, um, learn as much as you can. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from Carla. I'm learning from Kaula, Victor, Nelson, not because podcasting, even the way you live life, even how you talk with your, I don't know, children, how you talk about uh, your um, um military uh, things and i'm like you know i wish i had that so maybe i didn't have that experience but i can learn from simon you know yeah and maybe and maybe simon's one of simon's asset to this team is that it's just been you know you're falling behind mate get up and move yeah those kind of those, <laughs> those kind of stuff yeah um Allah, before you read the comments what how can you become an asset to your team how um, I think it's by uh, contributing to the world you're living in and also by um, trying to be the best version of yourself and know who you are. People are different. Our personality type are different. Know if you are an introvert, if you are an extrovert, what's, what's your interest? Really know yourself better so you can attract the right people and you can really go to the interest that you want and i think and once you you arrive to that kind of mentality where you really know who you are as a person and uh, what do you want to do in life you will attract the 
the right people. And I think also people are not really normalizing therapy. A lot of a lot of people here that like they don't understand their emotions and what they are going through and what why they are blocking or they have this kind of loneliness in them and they are not attracting the right crowd. And also normalizing therapy and talking to experts about it. It's really uh, a great tip to to get you through this and to get you through the people, the community that you need to be in. Okay, can you read the comment, please? Of course, we had a lot of comments from Sasha. So Sasha saying, I agree totally with you, Simon, about the concept of action with to life. And then he said, a few years ago, I was thinking self-improvement was just a joke for people who are limited a kind of compensation for rich kid brainwash on internet or just a business for a few gurus. What I learned in philosophy was the importance of the determinism and the psychological resilience. I was skeptic about that improvement. It was like a psychological <laughs> masturbation. <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, you learn and you are rich with your interaction and what you are doing. That's life. And yeah, That's we agree life. with you. That's life. That's life, Sasha. And we had the last comment from Sharon Bok. Welcome to the discussion. She said the environment around you also adds up to this. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, so listen, Carla, you bring this up, you bring, you run this up for us. How do we become, how do you see, how do we become assets in our various networks or in our various communities that we are right now? I think it goes down to one of my core values and one of my core values is service. I think in whatever you're doing in life, you must be serving other people. And I think you must be serving unconditionally and that connects to unconditional love not just for the people who are close to you who serve you and who give you something or who serve your agenda i think mostly that's what we do when we're on a certain level in life we we look for people to serve us and people to contribute to us and build us and give us things but you do get to a point in life where you realize that there's only so much satisfaction you can get from taking and you have to start to give. So whatever you're in, you just start right now. You don't need to change your circle. You don't need to change your network or anything first. You just start by giving. And I think when you become when you become comfortable with not only what Howla said and Matilda said about knowing yourself, once you know yourself, you also know your gifts, you know your strengths, and then you start to offer those to people. You give them in your job, in your family, in your community, and you give them without a fee, without an expectation and you don't take them back when people you know you're like okay I'm going to give but now people are not listening to me I'm going to stop giving it doesn't work like that you have to keep giving and find somewhere where you can give and give unconditionally and be comfortable with the idea of serving other people and showing love and I think that's really important that is one of my most important things that I always say to people when they're struggling with their life or whatever, find somewhere to give, somewhere that you can be happy giving and give of your, because we're full of abundance in certain things. So some of us are really good at speaking, some are good at analyzing, some are good at creating. And when it's your true you, it never runs out. So it's not something that you say, oh, if I keep giving advice, I'm gonna run out of advice. If you're a natural advisor, you never will. So I think service is what I would say, is just com become comfortable with serving other people. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. Thank you very much, Carla. Because what I would say um, as we round up now is that according to Jim Rohn, you are the sum total of the five people you hang around with. So if you... <clears throat> oh, bless you. If you if you are the if you hang around five who five millionaires or five entrepreneurs, you definitely be the sixth. And if you hang around five losers, you will be <laughs> the sixth. So it's it's it it is it has no favorites. So we've covered a lot here on this show. So if you've missed it, it is good that you go back and rewatch this show from the beginning because we, from the beginning, we spoke about how to identify where we are right now and how do we, how we, how you can safely transform. You can transform in a massive way. You can transform in a very slow way. And also how to become an asset to your current, your current circle. We've spoke about that in this whole um, this whole hour long show. So we are on Spotify. No, yeah, we are on Spotify. We are on YouTube and we are on Facebook. So you can just watch us again. And don't forget, if you like it, give us a share, give us a comment, and we'll see you next Monday, seven p.m. British Standard Time, and um, two p.m. East Coast Time. Yes. So as we round up. Matilda, can you just tell us, tell us where to find your show? Yeah, uh, my podcast, Coffee with Matilda, Journey to South. You can find it on all um, podcast uh, platforms and uh, YouTube and Facebook. To you, Kaula. My podcast is Women's Stories, where I share real stories from expat women who rose above different challenges. And we have one last comment from Sasha. He said, at the top, of the Maslow pyramid, you find self-actualization. Over to you, Carla. Yeah, and you can find my podcast, The Wonder and Wellbeing Podcast, everywhere, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and if you can't find it, just Google Wonder and Wellbeing and it's out there. Over to you, Simon. Thanks, Carla. Um, Taxi Chronicles can be found on all major platforms. Um, we post every day at 8 a.m. without fail. Uh, feel free to have a listen. They're short and sweet. They're five to 20 minutes on average. Back to you, Victor. Yeah, and I am, oh, before I introduce myself, I'll go for Nelson, Nelson, Nelson J. Zambrano. He is the host of Investing in America. You can find him on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and his YouTube show, his YouTube is coming very soon. That's what he will say. And I'm Victor C. I'm the host of the Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm on Spotify and all major platforms. And also Diaspora Entrepreneurs on YouTube. So until next week, Monday, we'll say over and out. Bye-bye now. Bye.